1: Jalen and Randy at the Budweiser Brew house at Ballpark Village as we get ready for opening day. 3.15, first pitch from Adam Wainwright to the Pirates today, and we head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line and the Cardinals President of Baseball Operations, John Mozeliak joins us. It's kind of become an opening day tradition on Character and Smallman. Good morning, sir. Thanks for your time. How are you doing?
2: I'm well. So you guys are right across the street.
1: Yeah, it's uh, we're, we're indoors today, so you, you can't see us, but yeah, we're right across the street. Can't wait to get into the ballpark
2: could have invited me, but you chose not to. I get it. Um, But good morning.
1: (laughs) Hey, uh, happy opening day. And we always look forward to this day because of the pomp and circumstance. But this is obviously unusual, and uh, this is going to be the first full house in a long, long time. Uh, And you were telling me yesterday you're not a super emotional guy. Do you think that there might be some emotion creeping into the the bloodstream of John Moselock today, though?
2: You know... As you reflect on really like where we were two years ago to where we are today, that alone is going to bring uh, some excitement, I think, to everyone. Then you couple that with with Yadier Molina's last uh, opening day, uh, Albert Pujols joining us, and Adam Wainwright's uh, future a bit uncertain. But having those three iconic players taking the field today is something that I think all of us – may have never thought this day would happen, and here we are. So you think back to where the world's been over the last two years. You, you, you couple it with, with that portion of, of our lineup. And then we also expect to be a good team. So, you know, there's a lot of really positive things that are going to happen. But today's going to be a very special day. It's going to be a very unique day and one that I think all of us, if you're a sports fan, specifically a, a Cardinals fan, will, will be a day we never forget.
0: Mo, I want to zero in on the Albert Pujols part of this storyline. If I would have said to you back in 2012, Albert's going to be back with the Cardinals. You're going to see him on opening day in 2022. What would your reaction have been?
2: I probably would have laughed or scoffed, right? <laughs> I mean, like, the uncertainty of something like that is 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 really too hard to predict. And then if you had asked the question, do you think Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina will still be playing on that team when he returns? I mean, all of us would have agreed that we would have not been able to answer the question because it would have been a huge unknown, but here we are, and here they are, and it's going to be a special day.
0: And, Mo, all of us had a pretty strong reaction when Albert decided to leave the Cardinals. He was such a big part of our community and of this organization. But I want to know what it was like for you. You were obviously hyper-involved in this. What was it like in that moment when you found out that he wouldn't be returning to the Cardinals? You said that you're not really an emotional guy, but what were your emotions like in that moment?
2: I mean, I was sad. Um, there's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, you think about his impact and what he meant to the Cardinals. And, and you know, just as a baseball fan, let alone a baseball executive, just witnessing his greatness and knowing you weren't gonna have that again, that's, that's hard. And look, I mean, Albert and I, we aren't like best friends, but we certainly had a relationship. And anytime a relationship ends, in a way that that maybe both parties aren't 100 percent happy with is it, never easy but i think back to that day and and you know I, there was a lot of uh, uh sadness a little bit of guilt um but ultimately in, in my job you have to keep pushing forward and so you know the good news for us was you know we were able to keep it going uh obviously we didn't achieve uh, a world championship in that that lost time but you know we still remained very competitive and uh as much as we missed him, we still knew we had to move on.
0: Albert does have a lot of relationships in the organization. None as strong, though, likely as Yadi or Molina. And Randy and I were down at the ballpark yesterday. We got to chat with you for a little bit. But One thing that really struck me was how happy Albert and Yadi seemed to be back together. They were laughing, joking around. There was just an ease between the two of them as if time hadn't passed. Obviously, Yadi probably always wanted Albert to return to the Cardinals. Is that something that he vocalized to you?
2: You know, he never did. Um, I think uh, I'm lucky. My relationship with him is, is, uh, uh, we're transparent, but there's that mutual respect of, of, look, you do your job, I'll do mine. And, you know, I think ultimately he was thrilled it happened. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) Um, You know, I I, I think this is something that he always wanted. And, you know, I think when you look back at at when Yachty broke into the big league, Albert was someone that, that took him under his wing, mentored him, And then over time, as as Yachty became Yachty, I think the the, the mutual respect and also their friendship grew. And so I think even though that that Albert has not been present with the St. Louis Cardinals in the last 10 years, I think he and and Yachty have maintained a very close relationship over that time. And so for those two to to be back together, I think, is, is something that they both wanted. And they both got. So here we
1: are. John Mozalek with us on 101 ESPN. But we did a segment yesterday about the youth and inexperience, relatively speaking, of your bullpen. And you've gone to World Series with veteran bullpens. You've gone to the World Series with young bullpens. You've won with both. And one thing I mentioned yesterday, you'll appreciate this, during the segment was that you are better at evaluating relief pitchers than I am. Is there a... uh, thank you. Yeah, No no problem. (laughs) Is there a common denominator that you and the organization look for in a relief pitcher? Because you guys have signed guys in the past and I said, why the hell did they sign him? And they wind up being great. So, is there a common denominator that you're looking for when you sign a Drew Verhey? Or when you go out and get a Whitgren who wasn't great last year, a Carlos Villa the wave a few years ago.
2: So the the answer is there's not a consistent common denominator, but there are some things that we look for depending on the type of club we have. And when you have five gold gloves, for example, what would be a good idea? A keep the ball in the ballpark, right? So maybe you can utilize the, the defense. And when you have three gold glovers in the infield, maybe have the ball on the ground. So you know, guys, we identified in this past off season were guys that a throw strikes because we don't want to give free passes, and number two is can we have a, a group of guys that can get ground balls? Now that's a very simplistic, you know, quick look at it, how we think about the bullpen, but then we also want to make sure that we're diverse. We don't all look the same, so you want to be able to give hitters different looks to try to make them uncomfortable. And the other thing you're always looking for is a little bit of horsepower. And so, you know, that's why a guy like Polante makes this club. I mean, here's a guy that's gonna, you know, touch 100. People aren't gonna be very comfortable facing him. And so, you know, ultimately, we're trying to find that balance, with sort of all those little variables I just touched on to, to really give the, the opposing hitter that sort of uncomfortable feeling and a
1: different look. Bo, last year on opening day, most rational people really liked your starting rotation and liked the starting rotation depth, and it didn't turn out great. Why are you more confident this year in the ability of your rotation to stay healthy and productive than you were last year at this time?
2: Well, I mean, look, there's always uh, there's always risk in all of these things. But, you know, last year, some of the guys that we were counting on to give us innings had real control issues. And so that that command uh, of, of their inability to command the strike zone really came back to bite us. Uh, so this year as as we think about the profile of, of these pitchers, we think of them as more of, of guys that are gonna throw strikes. And and I think again that's gonna benefit us as an organization. And you know look, all all rotations are typically tested. I, I can think of, you know, only a handful of years in my career where you go post to post and you're and you're not having to place a starter on on the il or you're not having to uh to send a starter back down to memphis to get uh straightened out so there's always stress on a rotation but look i think we could all agree we you know wayno is is wayno as long as he can keep spinning it he's got a chance uh michaelis i think is is entering this season healthy confident and wants to show you know what he's capable of doing. So we feel good about that. Mats is someone that was a free agent. Um, obviously, we weren't the only team that that thought a lot of him, but we were lucky to get him. And then Hudson, prior to him having Tommy John, was you know for us an emerging middle of the rotation type of starter. So you know he's feeling great. I think we can expect him to be what we thought he was going to be two years ago. And then Verhagen is someone that we identified. Uh, prior to the lockout, signed him after the lockout. A, a strike thrower, ground ball pitcher who can eat innings. And as you probably heard yesterday, that we are going to start Jordan Hicks, and and give him an opportunity to grow into that role. It's nice that we can have an expanded roster for the month of April. In other words, we're going to be playing at 28 instead of 26, so we can we can make sure that we have guys behind him or lined up that can eat those innings. So look, is there a perfect rotation? on opening day? No. But do we have a lot of confidence in where it's going? Yes.
0: Well, speaking of confidence, Mo, you had a truncated spring training due to the lockout. It was certainly a sprint down in Jupiter. Because of that shortened spring, do you feel confident that you have a sense of what this team is, or is that something that you're still going to be trying to feel out through the first month or two of the season?
2: You know, normally I I would say you're dead on in that question in the sense of like, look, two and a half weeks, what do you really know? But when you look at this club, especially the everyday lineup, kind of know what you're getting, right? I mean, you know, we're talking a lot about Yachty, Waino, and Pujol. But when you, when you really put nostalgia behind you and think about this team, you know, it's, it's Arnauto and Goldie. You have emerging stars like O'Neill and, and Bader and Carlson. We're pretty confident what this group is capable of doing, regardless of, of how long we got to look at them.
1: Mo, we always appreciate your time on opening day. It's become a tradition unlike any other, and uh, we hope you have a great season. We're rooting for you.
2: Well, thank you. It was great seeing you guys in person yesterday, and uh, today will be a special day, so let's all enjoy it.
1: Absolutely. And we'll, you'll see us around the ballpark this year. All right. You're always welcome. Thanks, Mo. Take care. That is John Mosella, Cardinals President of Baseball Operations, with us on 101 ESPN.